2011, theorizing that one could make an entertaining podcast, the Geek Out Heroes stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. When they woke, they found themselves trapped in your present, facing political correctness and social justice warriors who were determined to kill humor and joy. Now the GOH are driven by an unknown force to laugh in the face of stupidity and make jokes anyway. Their only guide on this journey is Steve, a listener from their own time, who seems to be just as deranged as they are. And so the geek out heroes find themselves leaping from topic to topic, trying to set right what once went wrong, and hoping each time their next cast will be better than the last. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Mario, Miles, and Steve. So, listeners, that is Steve, our good friend, who has you know been probably the longest listener we have. And uh, the reason why he gets to be on here and gets preferential treatment is because we know him. <laughs> so uh, that helps. Uh, we we don't just have random people on here that we don't know and don't trust their opinions on. Although I will say, Loach used to do that to me all the time. <laughs> That's how Miles ended up on the podcast, listeners. True story. <laughs> Random I think, guy. It, I think it worked out well. Anyone. I think it worked out well. <clears throat> so far, it's been okay. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. bad. Um, Six-year trial run. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so will be a, a star and not just a guest speaker? <laughs> a star and not a guest speaker. Yeah, he'll be a preferred <laughs> host. Uh, so we have a lot to cover, unfortunately, because we've been gone for a while. And listeners, sorry for uh, missing a week, but we had some technical difficulties that actually ended up happening again today. And uh, thankfully, we can actually get together and record. But the first thing I want to uh, before before I go into anything really quick, if you're wondering why Steve's with us, it's not only because we uh, enjoy his opinion on other things in gaming. It's mostly because we're going to have a big conversation on destiny afterwards. And he brings a good balance to the force <laughs> when it comes to, to destiny, because I, as, as you all know, I'm very critical of a lot of things and destiny is absolutely one of them. <clears throat> so hopefully he can kind of balance out the, uh, the love and hate a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad that I'm here because I actually get to share my opinion uh, through talking and not through a wall of text. Uh, yeah, like, not through a wall like, of text. <laughs> like is normal. Yeah. Um, when, Which is uh, why new content come out. Yeah, because most of the time when I ask you if you can come on, you like you, you don't have time. So I'm like, all right, I got to ask if you can come on again because we we have a new release and we have to talk about some stuff. So it's much easier to have a, a conversation, especially over chat and in a podcast than it is, at, you know, in, in me trying to remember everything that you wrote down in a wall of text of all your, you know, likes and dislikes. So this will be good, but to start us out, let's go ahead and talk about how AMD did with their launch of the RTX or, or not, sorry, their RX uh, 6,000 cards. I hear it went really well. 
There was, there yeah. was tons of uh, <laughs> tons of supply. And, tons of uh, supply. Uh, it went as yeah. well as the the Xbox and PlayStation launches went. Actually, it went worse. So we're gonna. <laughs> uh, so listeners, as you know, Josiah and I had been wanting a you know AMD to show up and finally compete and bring something to the table that Nvidia would have to actually try hard to to beat against and and, and uh, put to rest. It makes good competition. It makes you know progression in technology. That's what we were looking for. And AMD did show up. They actually did create a really good card. It's a great card in some aspects. Some aspects it falls, but it does some things better than uh, RTX, and RTX does some things better than it. It's a good competition. This is exactly what we've been waiting for for almost a decade. So the only thing that AMD had left to do was, well, after NVIDIA's terrible launch for the RTX cards and not doing anything to stop bots and having their almost their entire supply be bought out by the piece of shit, you know, scalpers out there. AMD's only thing that they had to do was make sure that you you combat the bots. And you have enough supply. And they kind of went and toted, you know, tooted their own horn on uh, on Twitter and made it seem like, oh, yeah, we're going to have plenty of supply, including uh, what's their what's the guy's name? Frank uh, Azor. I think that's how you say his name, who uh, decided that, you know, he was so he was so full of himself that he thought, oh, yeah, we're going to have plenty of supply. It's not going to it's not going to be a paper launch at all. And if anything is a paper launch, AMD proved theirs was absolutely a fucking paper launch. Holy shit. When you have retailers like Best Buy, uh, Amazon, and uh, Micro Center telling you that they can't sell cards online because they didn't get a, they didn't get enough supply or no or or any supply whatsoever, that's bad. That's really bad. That means that you had nothing to ship out. You had nothing ready to go. So a lot of people have been. Uh, bugging Frank Azor, you owe that guy $10. So Frank, you, yeah, you owe that guy $10, you douchebag. And on top of that, you sat there and I guarantee you this guy fucking lied. And I don't care what he says on Twitter about, oh, I had to wait in line just like everybody else. No, 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 no. The thing you've neglected to mention, Frank, was the fact that a lot of people who are preferred parts of uh, AMD's Team Red, which used to be called, I think, the Team Red Plus or Team Red Pro, I can't remember, uh, were given specific emails that had unique URL codes specifically for them so that they could buy their own card and get ahead of the game. And you were probably included that because, oh yeah, you work for AMD. So you sitting there saying I was stuck in line just like everybody else. No, I doubt it. You were stuck in line with the other people, with the other people from team red who were, who were trying to get their card, but you weren't, you weren't stuck in line with the rest of us. So you saying you got one, you are one out of a very small percentage because when Newegg went online with their cards, they were already sold out. By the time they showed up on their website, they were sold out. By the time they showed up on uh, AMD's own website, they were sold out. So when it showed up for search for the rest of us, which was roughly two minutes into it going live, it was sold out. So what happened? Well, AMD didn't do anything about bots. They didn't do anything about scalpers, and they showed preferential treatment to the rest of everybody or to the rest of the people who were influencers. So, AMD, you actually did worse than Nvidia. That's fucking impressive for one, and atrocious in another way, because no one's gonna let you forget about it. I sure as shit am not. 
I will never let you forget about how fucking terrible you did for this launch. Didn't you say he turned around and he was like, uh, scalpers didn't or bots weren't able to buy our product. And then somebody turned around and sent him a list of 14 that they had bought. Yes. <laughs> like so, so many, so many representatives from AMD were like, yeah, we, we managed to, to beat the bots and tons of scalpers were just like, yeah, really? Is this you beating the bots and showing their stock of how many they're selling on eBay? Like you guys are so foolish. Like when scalpers are fucking calling you guys out and telling you you're full of shit, the same thing happened with Newegg. Newegg talked about it like, oh no, we've been beating scalpers for years. They did that with the RTX cards. They shut the fuck up very quickly after that because they they saw how many people got their supply from Newegg. And and scalpers were like, yeah, you guys are full of shit. You didn't stop Jack, and Newegg didn't. Newegg knows it. So anytime Newegg goes on Twitter, he's like, yeah, we defeated the bots. No, you didn't. Newegg has never done anything to prevent bots. Neither is Amazon. No one has. And we'll get into that conversation in a bit. But all AMD had to do to, to beat NVIDIA in this generation was just have enough supply. Just have enough supply and make sure that plenty of your customers get their cards. And they didn't have enough supply for retailers. It was so bad, listeners, that Micro Center, a major retailer in the United States that provides nothing but computer parts, premium computer parts. They have a they don't have a lot of stores in the US, but they they do a lot of their business primarily online. But they do have stores that are about the size of a Best Buy just filled with computer parts. There's one up in Denver. I called the one up in Denver to ask them how many cards they got on day one. Just to see if there would be a chance I could get up there. I immediately decided not to when they went uh, we have 10 and i think they said they had two or four of the or two or four of those were were just the xt cards like wow that's that's all they got uh there was no supply for uh there was no supply in france no supply in germany no supply in the uk no supply in canada uh i'm trying to think of all the countries that came up and said they had zero given to them from amd so when it comes to launches, AMD, you get the award for worst launch of 2020. You beat Microsoft, Sony, and NVIDIA for this award. Congratulations. Great job. It's just unbelievable. All you had, all you had to do is make sure there was plenty of supply for your basic cards, your, your, first, your first go at launch. These aren't even the premium cards that are going to come from the third-party manufacturers. And what's funny is a lot of the... the the third party manufacturers were creating the exact same cards, not really creating. I think they were supplied from uh, AMD and selling them under their own brand, but they were, they were just the regular AMD cards that were already being made and selling them that way just so that they would have some supply to give like, you know, for you know, MSI and for uh, Sapphire and for gigabyte and uh, uh, Asus and all those like, I sat there going, you guys got to be kidding me. You're not even selling. You're not even selling your version of the car yet card yet because you can't make them apparently fast enough. And AMD doesn't even have enough supply to give you enough to make you look like you actually did something. Damn. So listeners, Best Buy didn't even get any. <laughs> they didn't have any to sell online. Uh, and uh, Newegg had had them, like I said, Newegg had them. But by the time they went online or showed up on their website, they were already sold out, which means the bots got to them immediately. So how does this happen? Well, it's negligence and the inability to communicate 
with your customers. If AMD had just come out instead of tooting your own horn and talking about how great you were going to do for your launch and how you were so excited to beat Nvidia for a change. And turns out you couldn't even come fucking close. You couldn't even supply Nvidia beat you on supplies. That's awful. (laughs) And theirs was terrible. And they were using memory that can only come from one fucking company and you still couldn't beat them. So, yeah, AMD, you're never going to be it's never going to be forgotten how terrible this launch went ever because you decided to shoot your mouth off and talk about how great you were going to do. And you're con- you know, you were finally in competition with NVIDIA and yet you couldn't compete with them in supplies. So a- AMD fans aren't going to let you forget about it. And NVIDIA fans sure as shit ain't going to let you forget about it because they're just going to you know, they're going to talk about it any chance they get. So good job, guys. Way to go. Excellent so this, work. So with this in mind, uh, are, are you still going to try and get an AMD card or at this point, I'm literally at the point where I had So I need a graphics card cause I need something to replace my old one. My old one's really struggling. Uh, and not just not, not graphically. It's actually struggling physically because, uh, the pump for the, uh, uh, closed loop that it has mm-hmm. is having a hard time. Uh, working i can hear it gurgling <laughs> as it's running and i'm like yeah that's it when it runs full load i'm like ah, that's not good that's actually really bad uh which means i ha- i probably have a lot of air in there um that never got you know never really got sorted out it's probably been in there since the since i got the the card but it never really had to work at full load until now more recently with games but I'm at the point where I need to get a new new graphics card. So it's kind of up in the air of like, okay, I, I'm going for whoever I can get to first. Yeah. And with EVGA, they're the only ones that are doing a uh, auto notification queue where you sign up for the auto notifications and they put you into a queue. They email it to you. And uh, or, or like when your card becomes available, they email you. And instead of it emailing you like, oh, it's up for free for grabs, it's uh, literally they email you a unique URL code for you to uh, uh, select. Takes you to a unique page. You can uh, buy your card from there and it's available for eight hours after they email it to you. Nice. So you have eight hours with an air in an eight hour window to buy a graphics card. It's a fantastic way to do this. Uh, I wish everyone would, would adopt something similar, especially Sony um, and Microsoft, because it would almost guarantee it's not a guarantee, but it almost guarantees you a product at that point because they're giving you an eight hour window. I mean, what's the likelihood of you're not not checking your email for eight hours? Yeah. So that that's amazing. yeah, that, that would actually be incredible. So, uh, you know, unless you decided, oh, I need to go dark for a while. So I'm going to throw my phone into the, uh, you know, the back of the car and never turn it on again for a while and just live out in the woods. All right. But if you were looking for this technology, then you clearly aren't going to do that. So you're going to check your, you're going to be checking your email, you know, even every four hours if you want to, you know, if you want to get this. Of course, you know, they would send the email at like 10 p.m. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one. Uh, that's one thing EVGA <laughs> did point out. They said they would they would not send uh, an email outside of uh, normal operation hours. So, uh, and they gave a they gave a time window, and it's it's across the United States. Uh, so, like uh, using a working hours of like beginning of the day in New York and end of the day in California. Because I can just see said. myself waking up 
and you know, look, checking my phone in the morning and looking and seeing that email and getting fucking pissed because I oh missed yeah, the window. you got you got it at one <laughs> o'clock in the morning and you you slept in or you finally had a chance yeah. to actually get some real sleep as a parent yeah. Yeah. and you missed it. Like yeah, I could totally see that. Um, but no, they they actually uh, are doing a good job of like making sure it's not going to be outside of normal operation hours. They want to make sure that everybody has a chance to actually get their car their product. So they, as a company, are trying to battle uh, bots. AMD isn't doing that. NVIDIA gave up and just gave all their stock to, to Best Buy. And we're like, yeah, you guys take care of it. And Best Buy hasn't done anything to combat bots either. Uh, most they've done is a, a what, CAPTCHA. And uh, those are easily beated, you know, beaten by, uh, by bots. So like, ah, well, there you can't. There are some things you can do and some things you can't. But uh, I mean, at least that's. A sort of a step, but it's not really a great one. The things that these uh, retailers need to do is if they are serious about selling these products, then they need to allow their customers to just go ahead and pre-order them, pre-order them. And as soon as they come down the list and you get down to that name, then you can ship one out and just let everybody just let everybody pre-order and just say, hey, I want to pre-order the product. Even though it's out, you're pre-ordering for when they for when the next shipment comes if they have enough to supply up to you, then you get one. If not, then you have to wait again. You just have to wait. This up for grabs nonsense is getting out of control and is absolutely insane when having to deal with these bots. And that's one of the other conversations. That's one of the other conversations I want to have with you guys is the fact that retailers have done absolutely dick to stop this. So just limited one per and it's shipping address. Mm-hmm. So Steve, like Steve, you you've obviously you're you're pissed off about it as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, this generation, I'm only going with the PS5 um, because my my Xbox, you know, sits and collects dust right now. Um, yeah, you have a PC. You have your PC. You have a PC that's actually really decent, exactly, and it plays the games and anything that's coming out exclusively uh, that's AAA for the Xbox is also coming to PC. Exactly. You know, Microsoft is making sure it's a, it's a Microsoft product, not just a Xbox only product. Mm-hmm. So when Halo comes out, I, I will get that for the PC and that's where I'll play. You know I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, because I don't do a lot of uh, multiplayer anyway, but yeah. So trying to get a PS five has been absolutely infuriating. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, from the pre-order day that was the day before to every day since, uh, it's just been, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand why something more couldn't be done. Why something like what you just explained with, uh, um, yeah, and auto, uh, with yeah. EVGA, the auto, yeah, the EVGA, auto notification yeah. queue. Exactly, yeah. it's something like that where it, you know you could someone that actually wants to buy it that's not looking to flip it, that's not looking to buy extras, can just get the fucking console. Right? Just want one. Just want one. <laughs> I'm not being one. greedy. I just want one so that I can set it up, get playing, you know, play the new games, move over and actually play Destiny Two on the PS Five. I mean. God fucking forbid, right? Because um, let, let's be honest, that's what I'm going to be playing on it mostly anyway. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. What? But, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, 
uh, the hell you Gasp. say, Steve, right? Uh, <laughs> I thought for sure you're going to be del- delving into hours and hours of bug snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I, I play, you know, Miles Morales with the kids and, you know, I, you know, shit, uh, Camden, you know, put hours into uh, the last Spider-Man. So, I mean, I, I want to have that and be able to like, hey, here's a PlayStation 5 game for Christmas, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, type deal and yeah, who knows who knows if i'm going going to get one this year let alone in the next six months or so um because it's ridiculous. yeah especially when we're hearing things like uh the shortage for consoles is probably going to continue and this includes graphic cards it's probably going to continue up through april yeah uh, and it's just and yeah i guess it's Walmart just keeps saying that they're gonna like stagger out more sales as the months go uh, on but you it's you not missed it miles. Matter. they have they have yeah, yeah. I, I, i've been yeah. in the they, queue for each one at each time <laughs> yeah. they they, yeah. they have and the problem is is that that walmart has because of the the lack of uh control that they've put on their website and the they they still want to rely on things working the way they always have it's their products the product goes in less than like less than a minute the yeah, last yeah. time they did uh, the, the stagger, each time they did it, the consoles were sold out before they would appear in search for people right. on the pay, was, on, on the storefront. It's not going to matter if it can't show up in your basket and stay there. Well, see, <laughs> yeah, so, the way that. Sorry, go ahead. So, so on the, the what four times now that they've done it, I've gotten it to the checkout point. Yeah, right? I've gotten it all the way to the hey, click here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, to finalize your order before it starts acting up and then like it'll kick back and then it'll ask for your card, you know, your uh, CVV number or it'll kick yeah. back and it'll ask for your address. I'm just like, I've already gone through all this. I'm to the last step, you know, and then, you know, five minutes goes by of just trying to, to get through that, you know, if it doesn't just crash the site altogether. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, the same stuff that was happening when it first released. Yeah. On yeah. Every so, website. <laughs> so these retailers, they're, they're not, they're not doing anything. It's the same problem with the Xbox listeners. It's they're, they're not doing anything. Amazon hasn't done dick, literally nothing <laughs> to stop this. Oh, Amazon's got its own issues right now. <laughs> they are the laziest motherfuckers out of all of them. And on top of that, they're sending notifications to, to, People who want to be auto notified when it comes back into into the the storefront, they're seeing notifications for scalpers when they when they drop in. That's that's a broken system, Amazon. What the fuck are you guys doing? But uh, I went on Amazon. I was so pissed off that was what was happening that I went on Amazon and uh, I bought an Xbox briefly and uh, immediately wrote a review on the seller and then canceled my order because he's a scalper. And he was selling it for two over two times what the console costs. So I called him a piece of shit. I called him a piece of shit scalper. That's all he was. And he decided to write me back, which was a mistake. Because he thought that he thought that I wouldn't be able to contest what he was doing. And listeners, if if you know any of these people, you can tell them personally from me that I think they're a piece of shit. I think scalpers are pieces of shit. You are literally, you are not doing supply and demand. It is greed. You are literally just greedy. 
if it were supply and demand, then the maximum you'd be selling this thing up for is maybe 50, 60, maybe 100 bucks, depending on the cost of the product, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like a mom and pop shop does. Because if you ever go to a small retail store, everything's more expensive than when you go to Walmart. Why? Because Walmart can buy in bulk and they buy it directly from the manufacturers. And since they buy in bulk, they get massive discounts at, from the manufacturer at that cost. And then they turn around and can sell it for under, just under MSRP usually, unless they're trying to get rid of the product, in which case they're just trying to, trying to offload it. But when you're dealing with mom and pop shops, they typically have to go above MSRP just slightly because they're trying to recoup the money that they already spent to buy the product, which they usually have to buy it at cost and make a small profit in order to, if they sell enough of it to actually make more money to say, to, to, to feed themselves, to supply money for themselves, income. Otherwise, if you're doing a trade-off of money equals money, then you're not making anything and you're not making a living. Scalpers don't do that. They buy the product and then post it for two to three times the cost just because they know they can and they know that there are idiots out there that will buy it because they don't have the patience to wait. Now, thankfully, this isn't stuff like the hand sanitizer issue that took place during you know, when COVID hit. Uh, those guys were massive pieces of shit. And I was glad to see them get the, you know, them get the kibosh knocked down on them by the federal government. Because uh, that wasn't right. Not, not oh, when a absolutely. pandemic's going on. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't right on any level. But at some point, like this is getting to the point where you're, you're literally just buying up stock because you want to prevent the public from having any other place they can go to get the supply and retailers that don't do anything about it. Retailers, we will remember that you don't do anything about it. And if we have a choice ever in the future, we won't shop with you because of that. Now, mm-hmm. thankfully, some places are trying to take this and take in, take this into con- their own control. EVGA is one of them. Sony has finally decided to step in and start doing something about bots. Uh, Sony, thank you for taking up the suggestion that we and many other have made of having a digital queue when you finally get supply in. It's not the perfect solution, but it is a way better solution than what was happening before. You can't completely stop the bots, but it slows them way the fuck down. Yeah. And that's all you can really ask for is to slow them down. Yeah, exactly. Let let normal people at least have a chance at getting this. And that was a great way to do that, creating the digital queue. Now, the thing is, is Sony, EVGA still has you beat on how to properly do this. And I feel like you need to do this. You need to do something similar. I feel like Microsoft needs to do something extremely similar on the simple fact of just let. Here's the thing with Microsoft and Sony, you guys, it's almost a guaranteed sell. If somebody's going to your website trying to look for this console, they want to buy it. So if you want a direct sale to you, just let us pre-order it with you and just tell us it's an estimated day of, you know, you could tell us an estimated month and we'd say, okay, yeah. As, as long as I have the, the, the thought process of I am guaranteed a spot in line and that when my, when my shipment comes in, you will ship me a console. You will ship me your product. I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Which is funny because like all these pre-orders that Walmart or you know is is doing, like if you actually look at the ship date, it's a date in the beginning of December. So it's yeah, it's, it's not like they're shipping. It's, they're they're selling stuff that 
is in stock. It's, it's based off of it's based off of when they're going to get their own stock in. So why is it that they can do it that way, but they can't just let us all all of us who want to buy one just go ahead and pre-order it and just tell us, yeah, it's not going to be guaranteed tomorrow. It's not going to be here. It's it's going to be around this time frame. Hopefully, at least I'm guaranteed a spot in line. And I can. Yeah. And if all retailers did this, I would easily just buy one instantly on Amazon and just say, yeah, just ship it to me when you get it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Absolutely. I'm, I'm completely content with not having it right away as long as I'm guaranteed a product later. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, they can't do that because otherwise bots will buy them up. Bots wouldn't buy them up because the, the scalpers would realize, oh, shit, this is going to ruin everything for us because no one's going to buy one from us. Because mm-hmm. yeah, they won't be able to guarantee a delivery. Exactly. Because <laughs> the, opportun- the opportunity to buy one at a normal price is there. So they won't look to us at all. Do you see how that works, retailers? Do you, do you understand what we're saying? Like, please, God, somebody who works for some store, please give them this podcast and say, you need to listen to this shit because this is fucking common sense. It, do, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. I'm surprised no one in their marketing team has said, hey, yeah, we should probably do this. You know, and, and I, I get the argument of, well, you, you got to give a shipping date or people are trying to get these for Christmas. Well, that's fine. This This type of way to buy it is not for them you know i'm perfectly content with you okay it's not going to be till january fine then i don't have to waste my time every time they say oh we're going to get stock in and you know i have to fight and sit there and you know fucking take 20 minutes at least 20 minutes every time stock comes in to try and get one Um, yeah you could literally say first quarter 2021 and i'd be like yeah done salt let's do it yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. The Let's party, do it. <laughs> the beauty part is, if you happen to find one before then, okay, I can cancel it. You cool. Know, yeah. Cool. But I just. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so infuriating, like how simple the solutions should be. And that nobody thinks of them. Like, this is how, like, Steve, this is me every day. This is my entire life looking at looking at the world going, how do you guys not think of this shit? Like, it's like when I used to tell you, like, tell you guys stories about when I worked uh, I, in air. I'm going to say Arizona because I'm not going to say the company. But when I worked in Arizona, I used to tell you that the dumbass shit that would come up. And I, it was I was working with a manufacturer. I was the manufacturer. And I used to hear the stupid shit that would happen in meetings. And I got I was no longer allowed in meetings because the my fellow designer, Rob, we would sit there and point out every fucking stupid thing that they would say and how dumb it was and the proper solution for it. And they would just look at us like that. That's crazy. Like it, it seems so simple, but when you're talking to corporations, they just, they kind of go, what? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean we should be doing this? So yeah, I get your frustration. I get everyone's frustration with what's happening and I cannot believe anybody is buying from these scalpers. If listeners, if you know somebody who's bought from these scalpers, next time you see them, I want you to slap them for me as hard as you fucking can. Please uh, do it twice. (laughs) Yeah. There's the the double edged uh, story about uh, scalpers getting robbed for fake sales. (laughs) Oh, God, that that was classic. Did you? Uh, Well, did you hear about the latest thing? Like the Amazon? I I sent you that thing on the Amazon drivers, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Which I called. I totally fucking called that. Yeah. I wasn't on cast because I didn't have internet, 
but I caught that yeah. shit in, in, in text. Yeah, Miles I brought up like, the fact that, like, you know, if, they I have, get, if people get their consoles. Yeah, because I you know, had because people steal some them. on order. And I was like, well, if I get them, I was like, because I have no faith in them actually showing up. <laughs> yeah, it's like when uh, like when Amazon launched uh, back when um, the PS3 and the uh, Xbox 360 launched, they launched and they had boxes that were specifically branded oh, with yeah. the console's logos on oh, them wow. as they mailed them. And they were getting stolen. And I went, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah. I don't I don't care if it says don't ship until this date on there. You shipped it in the box that it came in, essentially. Yeah. Well, uh, the the one from Target, when I was looking at the shipment details on it, it says uh, there's no way to hide this item. It ships in the container it comes in. All right. I was <laughs> like, oh, you got to be shitting me. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, if in, I saw in, that, I'd be like, well, my mine's stolen. It was it was a plain cardboard box, so you couldn't necessarily tell from the exterior. Yeah, but I was like that. I was like, "Come on, like don't don't be that dumb." <laughs> yeah, don't we be can't this guy. Help ourselves. Yeah, just freaking crazy. Um, it's like when I I, I had a uh, my PSU when I had that replaced my power supply for my computer. The first box it shipped in, it shipped in just just the box, the actual PSU box. It was just, you know, wrapped in in plastic with a label on top of it. I said, they're going, really? <laughs> like, seriously? Like, you guys just fuck it. You're just shipping out the regular box. It is. It is. People can see exactly what it is. And just, you know, if, if anybody needs one, they'll just steal it. Great. Good job, guys. Whenever I see that stuff from from Amazon or anyone, I just go, man, you guys are just freaking negligent. <laughs> um, uh, the, the crime aspect of it is definitely a full swing. So, uh, the only, so, the only thing left to, to come true for, for prediction on this is I was, uh, for stores to get fucking, uh, looted when they eventually have them in <laughs> stock. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just to wrap it up, Sony, good job. I just want to tell you, good job with the digital queue. I'm glad you guys listened, and I hope that you take the extra steps to make it better. You know, you're you're taking one step to make it better. Just continue to do that. Uh, And seriously, consider just taking pre-orders because I I will gladly give you my money directly and avoid every single retailer if you just let me pre-order it now. And whenever you get a shipment in, just send it out to me. Don't care if it's don't care if it's two months from now. Don't care if it's three months from now. Eventually, I'll get it. I can have patience as long as I know it's going to happen. I don't have to continue to go online and constantly check. That's a relief. Yeah, absolutely. So 100% agree. Next thing I wanted to talk about was (laughs) so this is a Star Wars conversation and uh, I want to talk about, you know, the Mandalorian a little bit. But (laughs) the first thing I want to bring up is. The okay, listeners, Star Wars fans are just just like any other fan of anything, but they can be insufferable 
And I am getting so sick and tired of the amount of YouTubers out there that are Star Wars fans talking about how George Lucas reveals his plans for the Star Wars se- you know, sequel trilogy and how it would have been completely different and how Ma- Darth Maul would have been the bad guy. And all these fans are losing their shit about how great it was or it was going to be. And he should have, you know, he should have been in control of it. And my first thought is, if he had this fucking plan, then why the fuck did he sell Star Wars to Disney in the first place? And secondly, if you think he was going to do such a good job you're a fucking idiot because here's one thing he couldn't make the prequels good he wrote and directed the prequels and they were terrible with the exception of revenge of the sith revenge of the sith was decent it wasn't great but it was decent it was probably the best one out of out of all three it had an incredible laser laser uh, or lightsaber battle between obi-wan and anakin so why would you think that that Lucas of all people who let's, let's remember how this, how this went. Uh, Phantom Menace, terrible. Attack of the Clones, terrible. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, decent. Indiana Jones four, fucking awful. Red tails, fucking terrible. And you think he would have done a good job with a sequel trilogy. Wake the fuck up. Even that animated movie that it came out with was not great. Oh yeah, I forgot which one that is. It's it was, it was the one I, dealing with like fairy tales and yeah, fairies yeah, and shit. Yeah, I don't remember the it was exact t- that one was it, terrible too. Good. Yeah, that one was bad too. Like you guys need to like Star Wars fans, you need to wake the fuck up and realize the shit that you're shoveling because there's no way in hell that guy was gonna make a good Star Wars sequel ever. Get over it. Disney got the rights. They made a different movie than what you expected for years. Oh, well, it is what it is. At least we have the Mandalore, the, the Mandalorian. At least we got that. And that's being written and directed by people who are actual fans. And it shows. It that's shows. a plus. Oh, my God, it shows. It absolutely shows when you have when you have this new season going on and the fact that they're 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 later literally taking the time that it needs and and the thought process of trying to tie in an entire universe without neglecting the things that have happened before and trying to move forward to things that they want to take that they want to take over in the in the future so they're including things and keeping canon in there without including every single person that's ever been involved with Star Wars but it's still good it's everything i've wanted from a Star Wars show of the fact that it doesn't have to have it doesn't have to have Luke, doesn't have to have Leia, doesn't have to have Han. It can have things outside of that, outside of the Jedi completely, almost, I should say. And they're tying these things together. So so far, season two is phenomenal. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's fantastic. Yeah. Filler's I not mean, as bad as, as season one was. No. It, yeah, it, it actually feels like the it actually feels like even when you have the filler episodes like this last episode was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, they give you something uh, that actually propels it. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's still that little bit of story that's that's propelling the, the overall story that we're looking for. And that was fun. I mean, the, the opener was fantastic. I don't know if you got to see it, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, the the one that released uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, Dude, so 
in our house. The red and blue it, wires. Friday, oh my god! It's a it's a uh, <laughs> it's a Friday night uh, tradition now. We, we everybody's quiet. Everybody sits down. I mean, including Amanda. Yeah. It's it's probably her favorite show right now. Um, you know, and she's not a Star Wars fan at all. Um, yeah, which and, says and, something. Which says something. And, and she, you know, hey, turn off the lights. Let's sit down. We watch it, and it's awesome. And it, it, it's. I don't know. It gives. I like it because I understand some of the things and see, you know, the the Easter eggs and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she sees it and she sees it a completely different way, um, and loves it. And then the kids, they, you know, they they're just watching it for Baby Yoda at this point. But yeah, <laughs> you know, but it it really is it really is a space western for everyone. It's yeah, it's it, kind of the it's like the it's like the old samurai movies with the samurai and the kid. Uh, you know, from back in the day where you'd have this epic story where they're just kind of traveling around together and the the grizzled samurai is trying to take care of the the kid. Only in this case, it's more like a Western yeah. uh, that takes place in space. It, it's it's fantastic. I love it. But yes, but, the, uh, the red and blue wires. Hilarious. I, oh, dude, <laughs> I was, I was like, dying. <laughs> I'm looking at my wife and looking at the kids. I'm like, this is like how we're talking to you guys. You know, take yeah. the red wire and <laughs> stick the blue wire. And just, I'm just like, hey, do your the, homework. The, and <laughs> the the animation that they do for the child and or the kid and uh, the the puppetry that they do for it is so spot on. Like the you can see the expression of he wants me to take <laughs> this one and this one and put them together. and like because because when he goes take the take the blue one all right now take the red one and put it in where the blue one goes into the board into the board and he goes he's like you want me to take the blue one and put it back no like that dude when he when he did it the first time i was like this is amazing like this it's it's like that conversation that you had or that they have when uh the most recent uh guardians of the galaxy with groot yeah, with the yeah. button, like <laughs> I am Groot, and he's like, "Yeah, I am Groot. Yeah, yeah. I am Groot." No, <laughs> like when he loses his shit every time, like that is the conversation that he's having with, ba- you know, with the baby Yoda in, in the beginning of that episode. I was losing my mind. I was laughing so hard. I was like, "This is incredible!" I'm like you guys, you know, this is this is the way. Uh, this is the way. Uh, <laughs> this is just. The, <laughs> this is the you know. This is everything that I've wanted from a, from just a star Wars uh, universe. And I would love to see them expand it into other areas, other avenues, you know, smugglers, whatever they want with other TV shows, because it really is an expansive universe. They can do anything they want with. Um, and this proves it. So, you know, I, I am really happy to see stuff like that. The things that I laugh at are when people are just like, Oh yeah, they're going to, completely remove the new trilogy because you know fans are so pissed off I'm like they're not going to remove the new trilogy like do you, do you realize how much of a undertaking that would be for Disney to do I mean like first of all you're talking about Disney and and telling them telling telling us that Disney's going to accept that they were wrong yeah good <laughs> uh, luck good luck yeah that, that, I mean they they're notorious for not accepting when they've when they've done a bad job. It took fans of Iron Man th- or of the Iron Man series when it came to Iron Man three. It took them years to get them to 
have uh, John Favreau and uh, one other director create just a side pocket uh, short video that kind of affirms that no, the real Mandalorian was actually uh, was Mandarin. Reggie. Is that his name? Or you know, or so, yeah, sorry, Mandalorian, uh, Mandarin. <laughs> thank you. In my mind, you can see how it tell where my mind is. Uh, it's Disney. They're gonna do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The real Mandalorian. <laughs> We're gonna smash in Iron Man yeah, and Star Wars together. For reasons. <laughs> just gonna smash them together like a kid in his in his uh, little action figures, just pounding them in it. Um, but uh. It took years for them to turn around and be like, all right, we're going to take the Mandarin and we're going to confirm that it was actually Ben Kingsley's character. And we'll, we'll kind of smooth over things just on, on the side with fans. And uh, so listeners, you're not going to, you're not going to get that massive reboot that you're wanting. The the most you can hope for is for them to retcon some certain things within TV shows and things like that. And that's kind of what happened with the Lego uh, holiday special. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that. I know uh, miles you did. It's on yeah, it was really fun. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, um, but it is actually fun. And when I was watching it and laughing, I sat there going, they should totally just make this is ret-, like they retcon immediately. I'm just going to give this as a, as a spoiler. It's, it's right at the beginning. They retcon immediately that Finn is getting trained as a Jedi. And I went, um, did I miss something? Are they, are they just retconning in that, that Finn's becoming a Jedi now? Because that's what every fan thought should have happened. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they're 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 bringing that in, and uh, I, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to accept the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special as a uh, that's canon now <laughs> to me. All right, it has, it has yeah. Star Wars in the title, and it is a uh, a movie. Um, yeah, so why not? <laughs> so this is canon now, listeners. Um, so uh, that that's that's the most you can expect really from these things is to do side projects and and shows and stuff like that that will kind of retcon some of that stuff in and fix some of the things i say fix because some people enjoyed the new the new trilogy other people didn't but it will go in and kind of fix and weave things together so that they make a little more sense for the new trilogy now the one thing that was kind of disturbing was uh apparently ryan johnson they they said that he wants to direct an episode of the Mandalorian and I'm okay with that as long as he's not writing it. Yeah. I'd say better off just keeping away from it. <laughs> the last thing, the last thing we need is for him to suddenly make the, you know, make Mando a Jedi and uh, everybody, everybody can have powers and uh, kill off the, uh, kill off the, the, the child just because he doesn't want the story to go that direction. And just, you know, write it off immediately. <laughs> Mando all of a sudden has a thing for Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're probably you're probably uh, in the right uh, set of mind of just, you know, leave it alone. Don't don't give him any kind of uh, footing into it because fans were really, really pissed off about The Last Jedi. And you don't really want to bring that into the Star Wars universe again of just like bringing in a director that people were really upset with. But I will say one thing, Dallas... <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, you are doing a fantastic job as a director. <laughs> Much like your father, you have a great talent. You have a great talent for that. So really enjoyed a lot of the episodes that she's worked on. So uh, I think she's worked on three now so far. That sounds I say. Right. Um, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes without <laughs> confirmation. Um, 
This isn't the Associated Press, Steve. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I shouldn't bring it up. Sorry. Uh, anyways, um, moving on to other stuff. Uh, really quick, I want to cover the fact that uh, the Avengers video game, um, it has lost over 90% of its entire player base. Uh, well, uh, that that's on PC, but I'm, uh, I'm just saying 90% to right. cover to cover all yeah. consoles, uh, to cover all platforms. Uh, but uh, it's lost over 90% on all plat uh, on all platforms. That's crazy yeah. to think about. Uh, that's that's lower that's than. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's actually anthem numbers. And it's the thing that's that's kind of nuts is the amount of people who are just like, oh, they're focusing on the fact that they, they've lost 50 million dollars. As a result, I'm like, it's not really a loss because you can't guarantee that those players that were playing it were ever going to pay for anything. So is it a loss? It's not a loss. Those people weren't paying in anything. They had already paid for the game. So the thing that you need to focus on, listeners, is the amount of people who have dropped off the service. Now, is it detrimental to it? It can be if they don't come back for the new content drop that's going to be coming up with the uh, uh, Hawkeye's daughter, um, which is supposedly a it's a free update, a free uh, campaign. But the thing is with that is it's not exactly. Do you remember when Destiny came out with uh, the expansion in Destiny one that required us to buy like the I want to put this a, a little asterisk next to it uh, because they did provide the currency for it, but they required us to buy that book to track. Uh, yeah. Uh, triumphs at the time yeah. back in the day. And listeners, back in the day when that happened with Destiny, they actually did provide the currency to buy that book immediately. The downside is, is if you didn't know you were supposed to use it for the book and you bought something else, then you were kind of shit out of luck. Uh, then you had to pay actual money and, and buy the book uh, that went with the content drop that happened. What do you mean you didn't read so, the terms of service? Yeah, right? Uh, that, <laughs> That's basically that's what happened to a lot of people. It didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to anybody. I don't think it had. I don't think it happened to anybody in the group. Uh, but it was one of those things where it was. It was kind of one of those shady things where if Bungie was, and this was back when Bungie was really bad about communication. If Bungie didn't fully communicate it very well, then people just used it for whatever was in the Eververse at the time, and they didn't buy the book that it was supposed to be for the content drop, and they couldn't participate if they didn't buy it. So it created kind of a conundrum. It's something that Bungie did not repeat, thankfully, because they learned that was a bad idea in the first place. But it was, I don't think, totally their decision at the time. Well, Square Enix is having the same thing with the Avengers, only you actually do have to buy this. It's a, I think it's $10, a $10 purchase, and it's essentially a Triumphs uh, tracker. And it lets you participate in the DLC or the, the content drop. And when I say participate, it's how you unlock the uh, uh, well, how you unlock the unlockables, which I think are just uh, all kinds of cosmetics as far as I know still. But the in-game cosmetics, it's how you get those. So you're essentially paying to get a book that tracks your progress so that you can get the collectibles that you've technically already paid for. I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> that's mm, that's kind of shady. <laughs> that's kind of shady. So uh, I I'm think still trying to figure Square, out where you should have said. So uh. yeah. So what what it is is yeah right. It's it's really confusing. It, so they have a free content drop right, 
okay. and it's going to be a campaign expansion. On top of that, the game, all all cosmetics in the game, I shouldn't say all of them, but a majority of cosmetics in the game are unlockable through, uh, you know, microtransactions, triumphs essentially. Like like no no through oh, okay. triumphs. Okay, okay. you can you can okay. buy them. You can buy them, but you can unlock them through through essentially triumphs. The uh, okay. the quests uh, stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. You know, kill this many kill this many bad guys, and you get you know a, a t shirt in the game. You know, your character gets a t shirt, that kind of stuff. Yeah. See, you're putting it into Destiny terms now, so now I'm following you. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I'm trying to that's what I'm really trying to relate it to is essentially so that we we can understand because that's that's the closest thing I can think of that this is actually See, happened. Mean, in. Now just <laughs> now I'm just picturing Steve going to the grocery store. Up to the cashier. You're like, what do I need to be able to buy this? <laughs> how much glitter and how many planetary how materials do I need? And, uh, <laughs> grab, grab it a thing of, you know, Kraft macaroni and cheese. All right. That's, how that's many customers do I have to knock out with marshmallows or, to be you know, qualified to buy this can of soup? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... That that's how their unlockables work, and the only way you can get the trackable capability with this new DLC update is by paying for it. You you don't you don't pay for the up you don't pay for the the DLC. You see the DLC you get, but you have to pay for the tracker, essentially the the thing that tracks your progress. You're paying for that. You can experience all the DLC without that, but you get no unlockables. Or you pay the $10 or whatever it is for the tracker and you can now track your progress and unlock things in the game through progression. This is why I don't play and any that's, games. Yeah, this, <laughs> and, and I went, this is, uh, I went, this is a sh- really shitty scheme. Like you, you, you realize Square Enix, you could have just asked people for money for the DLC and that would have covered the tracker as well at the same time well, see, and give say, you and give you guaranteed money. But instead, now you're creating this weird conundrum of I have to pay for a tracker in order to unlock things in the game or I can just buy things straight out in cosmetics like that. This doesn't mean why am I paying for the tracker? If I pay you for the tracker, shouldn't you just give me the cosmetics? It's because they can say there's no uh, paid DLC. And that's exactly it, Steve. That's exactly what it's going for. Is it's this this bullshit shady mechanics that I cannot stand for games as a service. It is the reason why when anything says games as a service, I immediately go, I'm not gonna play this. Fuck you. I'm out. Like I, I've dealt with this shit too many times with other games, and Destiny wore me out on that shit for so long. Thankfully, it's not really the case with them anymore. Uh, you know, it if you play if you play through the season on destiny uh you still get the regular season if you want the extra season pass which gives you extra content that you can unlock then okay yeah you're you're basically paying for extra stuff yeah. and you're getting extra stuff because the likelihood of you not playing through the season and getting this extra stuff is almost impossible because the task that you have to do in order to get it is just gain xp mm-hmm. that's it uh, that's a, that's a completely doable thing i appreciate that <laughs> from Bungie. I appreciate that. Whereas the Avengers DLC is kind of weird. Like this is this is old this is old Destiny shit. Like this is Activision crap that we're just like, man, you guys really don't know how to monetize this, do you? <laughs> you're trying to make this as you're trying to make as much money as you can off of this some in in as many ways as possible instead of just going with games as a service and realizing that people are going to drop off your ser- your your service and come back later. 
when they want stuff. So, or when they want more content, but we'll see. I think Square Enix is going through some growing pains of figuring out what exactly they're trying to do. This kind of similar stuff happened listeners with destiny multiple times. It happened with no man's sky, no man's sky came back. So there's a possibility that they can come back just with having new content drop. Now, the problem is, is they had to delay their content because they were too busy fixing the game, but it's not to the, you know, it's not to the links of, of Anthem yet. So <laughs> what were you going to, you, you sounded like you were going to say something. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I was just going to mention, I, I bought Anthem. I installed it. I played like 10 minutes of it. Um, and then <laughs> I went back to destiny. <laughs> Uh, cause I, <laughs> I get it. I didn't see yeah. the point. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Cool. Just, cool. Gameplay. Neat ideas. Yeah. Not enough here to keep me occupied. And you guys didn't make a full game. So exactly. I'm out. Um, yeah. And I guess they're getting ready for Anthem 2.0 to, to drop. And the funniest part is they want people to pay for stuff yeah. coming in. Nope. And everybody who who had already dropped off of Anthem went, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was the 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 Mr. Superman's no here. <laughs> no, yeah. no, Mr. No, Superman, no, no here. No, no. <laughs> so that that's where, you know, that's where things are. Um, I mean, like, do you guys think you guys what do you think about, about Avengers? Do you think it'll come back? Or could come back. Yes. Over ninety percent drop off. Uh, yeah, it's a big drop to, off. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, not to their full numbers. Not not by a landslide. Yeah, I think it would take them a bit, but I think they could do it. Let, let, let me ask this: Is it a good game? Like, are the mechanics sound? You know, does it feel like you're playing as the characters? To I mean, us, yeah. no. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I haven't that, played the, the actual game. game. I only played the beta, but the uh, the beta was not enough to impress me to want to play it. Yeah, and the beta was the exact game that came out. <laughs> so, so, so with that being said, then no, I, I would say no. I, you know, it, it's it's all about how the game feels. I mean, people leave Destiny all the time, but they come yeah. back because. Overall, the gameplay is solid. Their story it has solid good. fundamentals. It, it does. I mean, it, it, and you know, just like the WNBA, if you have solid <laughs> fundamentals, then you're going to be able to play and make some money, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it oh, just man. so so that you know, I I would say no, it's not, and it if it's not fun to play and the content's not there to keep people coming back consistently, then, you know, it's, it's going to slow, going to die a slow death, uh, just like every other, you know, quote games as a service, um, that doesn't take care of its players. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this brings me to our destiny discussion and then we'll, we'll end up going into reviews afterwards. Cause we'll make our recommendation for this, uh, for this DLC and, and slash season. Uh, but destiny beyond light dropped and, uh, it was kind of a confusing download, uh, listeners. As I, as I mentioned our last podcast, the way that it downloaded is, uh, very weird. It's mostly just trying to erase old code and, uh, make the game more streamlined. Now I will say one thing, it does load a lot faster uh, than it used to. Although I do get stuck, still stuck in black screens every now and then. 
or booted from a server because server issues. So it's not exactly the most stable build I've seen for Destiny. But completely agree on the loading screens. I used to have time to go to the kitchen, get something to drink, or go use the bathroom, something in between. And now I don't have that time anymore, and it pisses me off. Because, yeah. you know, like, okay, I'm going to load into the strike. And then I come back. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> when, when you have people like when you have people on the regular consoles and this is listeners, this is not on uh, Steve and I are on uh, PS4. So uh, I don't know what it, what the load times are difference wise for miles on the, the PS5. I think there's probably some padding put in there intentionally to make sure that the PS5 kind of tracks with the PS4 a little bit more since this is a cross platform game. Uh, but. Yeah, it, it loads us significantly faster. And uh, like Steve said, like people used to be like people complained about it online. It was really funny because people complained about how long it takes to load in to begin with for the original one, which is why they changed it. Now that it loads really fast, people are complaining about the fact that I used to have enough time to get up and make a sandwich. <laughs> and now I can't do that anymore. It's like it, it's it's your complaint. Like it's we're complaining about the wrong things yeah. <laughs> in I, reality. I mean, to be fair, the, the you know, I, I play it on PC as well. So, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's comparable now to, to PC as far as, like, the load times. PC, obviously, yeah. a little bit faster, but, um, you know, it, it's still within that range. Um, so, I, I've had some time to get used to it. But, yeah, it still, it still <laughs> was a jolt when I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean I'm in the game? All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you, you mean have, I'm in a strike? Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, just <laughs> hey, ten, ten, you know, it's not going to take ten minutes to get into the tower. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to have enough time to sit there and clear out my inventory, check my quest log, yes. all that. <laughs> it boots you yeah. out. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I sat there. I was getting ready to bitch about it, and I'm like, you know, I still prefer this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I'd rather it load faster when I'm actually ready to game than not. So uh, that's a significant improvement. Um, there's still some stability issues uh, going on and kind of to be expected. I mean, listeners, you have to, you have to remember that this is for all intents and purpose uh, for all in <laughs> intents and purposes. <laughs> it is actually destiny three. Uh, and why do I say that is because uh, with the removal of the other locations, what they did was they actually went back to the, essentially the base code and streamlined everything. Now they should have, in my opinion, still should have put the original locations back in uh, because the lack of content is very noticeable, but we'll get into that in a bit. But because of that, it's you're you basically downloaded a new game, and the odd way of the of the update, the way that it, it worked was, if you wanted it to update quickly, you actually had to have Destiny Two in your system, <laughs> and <laughs> it had to download an extra sixty something gigs on the side so it could delete Destiny Two and replace it with Destiny Two. <laughs> So because of that, like people, some people made the mistake of like, oh, well, you know, it'll just be faster if I delete Destiny 2 and download the new one. No, it's not. Because what happened was on, on the older consoles, it still had to have the old Destiny on there for it to install properly. So you had to download the 100 gigs and then the 60 gigs. So you're still downloading the full 160 and then replacing <laughs> replacing the 100 gigs with the 60 something gigs. And you were fine it, after that. Whereas the math. newer consoles. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> 100 plus 60 equals 60. Come on. <laughs> it's it's common core. <laughs> <laughs> set up the set up the, the blocks and, and you're fine. Uh, 
Yeah, but if right. you had like the newer con, if you had the newer consoles like the uh, the Xbox Series X, it just downloaded Beyond uh, Beyond Light because Beyond Light was available to it day one, and it didn't need, uh, you know, supposedly its its download didn't need the hundred gigs already on there. It was really really weird how they did this, but regardless, it's there. The game runs faster. It's a good thing. And we'll let them take care of stability issues as they go. Now, getting into stability issues, uh, there's a few things that have happened. The Wither Horde doesn't work. <laughs> Actually, I'm able to equip the, it again. The, the, yeah, oh, so did they, they fix it, it finally? They, they fixed oh, man. it uh, a couple days ago. I haven't used that it. Was, that but, was so yeah. infuriating when that popped up. I was like, seriously? Yeah, they fixed that. They fixed the, uh, <laughs> the bounties on the moon. And then they fixed something else. Oh, yeah. they did fix the, the moon as well? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of stuff that just did not work. Uh, still are having pro, like still having problems. Uh, I, I've still seen people having issues as of today uh, with bounties not tracking correctly, um, uh, quests not not tracking correctly. Uh, Miles ran into a very interesting issue with skiffs uh, that a lot of people have run into and is extremely extremely infuriating when you're oh, having to do yeah. it is because the amount of times that these the help the skiff escape uh mission comes up because it comes up with a couple of uh missions and the fact that you have to do it multiple times for other things and on top of that if it doesn't track it the first time you do it and it makes you do it immediately afterwards again for the same mission you were working on that's that just makes you just a pissed off human being having yep. to deal with that. So, uh, and there are a lot of people on their forums complaining about that. That's something that, you know, Bungie's aware of. They're trying to fix. There is a laundry list of stuff that they are trying to fix. In fact, I don't know if it's an issue um, anymore or not, but you know, they had the issue with the Sparrow used car lot. Uh, oh my God, dude. Place. <laughs> when I went to, uh, so miles after you and I were done last night, uh, and I, I left for the tower, I decided I'd grow. I'd go over to, uh, the tingled shore again, uh-huh. because I had that, when I had that, uh, extra five, whatever the currency is for crow, I, I got yeah. five of those. I was like, all right, I'm going to run over the tingled shore and just spin this really quick before I jump out. I got into the tingled shore and I came in and I shit you not. There was 15 sparrows standing around the entry area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And they're all interactable. Like they're they're all like I could hit them. Yeah. I could walk in. I could walk and hit them. They just and stuff like that. So I had to jump over them. They just weren't getting despawned. Despawned. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like what is happening in Destiny that is causing this? So uh, I should have taken a picture of it last night because it made me laugh. But I was too busy trying to get to where I needed to go so I could just just log off. But uh, that is a weird. That's that's a weird glitch. Um. So a lot of a lot of weird little things. Um, one thing that I do want to bring up that is still infuriating me. This has been since the weapon came out, though, listeners. You need to point. I need to point that out. This is not an old grievance, or this is this is not a new grievance. This is an old grievance. Uh, the Tommy gun. What's it called? Uh, uh, Tommy's match or matchbook? Matchbook. Yeah. Um, that gun sucks. That gun is garbage. The fact that I, I've never I not one Destiny weapon that I can think of has an adverse effect like that where you hold down the trigger for too long where basically you have to you have to treat an auto rifle like a pulse rifle uh and if you hold the trigger down for too long it'll kill you mm, the exotic weapon from uh king's fall but it that was the unique perk on it 
Um, I have to, have to look up the, the name of That's it. That's not a perk. <laughs> well, see, but with you and I have so, different definitions of what a perk is. With with the one. It's like if I bought. One. Hang on, really quick, really quick, Steve. If I bought a car and it told me that 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 the perk was every now and then while I'm driving, the hood popped up and I couldn't see anything. That's not a perk. That's 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 not. You know, it's not a it's bug. A, it's, it's a, a feature. feature. It's not a bug. It's a feature. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, man. Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, well, so the the perk on the Destiny One uh, weapon uh, was yeah. that when it started damaging you, it actually doubled the damage to the enemy. So, yeah. so that was why I said it was a perk. Now with okay. Tommy's okay. matchbook, it's not a perk. Um, yeah. So yeah, it just like. <laughs> if it if it did something like uh, it damaged you, but it gave you an overshield afterwards, like it damaged you to give you an overshield or something like that to make you more uh, impervious to hits that you were taking in. But if you used it for too long, it would kill you. OK, that I could get behind. Like if it made you more invincible to outside influence versus the versus what the gun was doing to you. OK, well, we can work on balance there. But the way it works is it is just still garbage. It is still a shit gun. And I have no, like the only reason I'm using it right now is listeners. I have a catalyst for it and I just want to finish it. I just want to get it done so I don't have to use the gun anymore. And I have something off my plate. It's one of those things like it's an, it's the OCD in me that I'm just like, I have this and I just want to get done. I just want to get it out. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to come back to it and be like, I, you never unlocked this. God damn it. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of thing. So anyways, uh, that aside, uh, the new, uh, weapons are pretty good. I like the new, I like the new shotgun. The shotgun is great, uh, for the exotic. Um, the yeah, stasis grenade launcher is okay. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice, uh, support weapon as miles put it. Uh, when we were talking about it, it's not a very good, uh, overall weapon. If you're by yourself, it's kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, although I will say it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't shit when it first, when they first brought it out, because you could use it, <laughs> excuse me, you could use it as a glitch to instant, instantly kill bosses on accident. And, uh, kill the massive, I always think that's funny. Two hits. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, but it, it was a, it, it is a kind of a useless weapon in reality. You're not going to go out, you're not going to go out of your way to use it for anything other than what they require you to use it for, for, certain tasks in the game. But, uh, that one was kind of disappointing. I am curious as to what the next one will be because they usually do three for a season. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I do like the new exotic armor pieces that I've been seeing, especially the one that can be partnered up on the warlock between the, uh, uh, that and yeah, the, the, the chronic the grasp thorn, yeah. or something like that. The chronic grasp, yeah, or something like that. Uh, or grips or whatever they are. Um, those on the Warlock, that that looks like a really interesting combination because it applies the uh, exotic armor's capabilities to the thorn. When you use the thorn, I'm like, that's badass. Where when you kill an enemy, it causes the necrotic uh, blast to go out and affects an air, has an AOE effect to it. I was like, that's badass. That actually gives me a reason to go back to my my warlock at some point this season. Yeah, that combo uh, kind of you know puts it on par with the uh, risk runner and its capabilities. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
Speaking of the those exotics, the, the exotic armor, what do you think about uh, how you obtain the exotic armor pieces? Oh, having a uh, solo. The, uh, oh, exactly. man, I, I can't do it, I don't think. Honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I mean, well, at least right now. I mean, when you get up yeah. in light level, you'll be able to, to do it. Yeah. I, I Perhaps, made yeah. Low 1200s, and yeah, it wasn't happening. Um, I haven't made an attempt since, but since it's 1280 and I'm only like 1220. <laughs> well, there's like, some ah, that are eventually I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, there's some that Steve's right. There are some that are 1250, yeah, but right. it seems to rotate um, through. Um, uh, yeah, the, uh, the 1281, I guess, uh, they said the 1281 is, is pretty much guaranteed. You're pretty much guaranteed to get an exotic out of it. Yeah. It says um, common drop when, it, when, uh, it pulls up the yeah. loot table on it. Whereas the the other one is the the twelve fifty. I think they said if you so if you don't solo it and you do it together, you actually have a pot. There's a possibility of getting an exotic drop, uh, which is really small. I should point out, uh, but you're more than likely going to get the uh, enhancement core, I believe, um, from doing it. And if you do it solo for those ones, the percentage for you getting a, an exotic drop becomes I think it's a fifty fifty chance. So. Um, which is, you know, that's, that's a better mechanic. I feel than the stuff that they used to do for things like that. Um, I think some of the, I think some people were a little disappointed in the fact that they don't get an actual quest for some of these pieces. Uh, I think that's kind of a missed opportunity for Bungie to do something with that, but Bungie has a tendency, tendency to make some quests super grindy. And in this case, this takes away a lot of that grind. So it's one of those things of, I should say the grind for that specific item rather than you're going to have to grind up to get to it. Yeah, so I'd rather do that it, than have to do five, six steps of busy work. Yeah. yeah it's an inch. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting solution. And I, I don't know if it's, it's a most effective one yet since I haven't tried it out yet. But I do have to say, I think that uh, it's a good thing that Bungie's trying out something like this just to see how it goes and see how many people actually, because this will give them a, a good way of gauging how many people are actually going after this, how many people are actually able to obtain something like this. Did we create a goal that is unobtainable again, or did we create something that people can actually go for? So I, I do have to applaud that effort. Yeah, and I like it. I mean, because, you know, as we were getting ready for Beyond Light, people are, you know, stockpiling exotic Engrams, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to pop all of these when you know, Beyond Light The hits. new gear comes out. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, it's in the loophole. And at least this makes people play the game and gives an incentive to actually go through and do, uh, you know, do some of the challenging stuff. I mean, yeah, it might be... Yeah hard for people right now but as we get through you know later into the season and everybody starts getting up there towards 1250 um it, it, you're gonna be able to get it and then if you don't get it this season when they you know next season when they up the power cap uh, i yeah i wouldn't think that uh, this is going to be going away because it's not actually part of the season of the hunt it's part of beyond light so that you know hey you can go back when you're when you're higher yeah. light and, and go and get that uh, armor piece. So it's not, I, it feels like, you know, a, a good effort um, to, to do something new, you know, reward yeah. people for playing and not just, you know, sitting there hoarding all this stuff to, to try and uh, get in there. Um, day yeah. One. So 
know, that's a good thing. A bad thing is, is that Bungie is suffering from exactly what we thought was going to happen, which is lack of loot. Uh, the loot pool for Destiny 2 is now is so low that a lot of people are really, really noticing it. Uh, especially the, I should say, especially the elite players are noticing it. Because uh, these guys, they mostly just play Destiny, and that's it. And they get on so often and get so much crap dropped to them and find all the loopholes to get more things dropped to them that they are noticing that they're not getting a lot of gear that they are excited about. And they're not getting a lot of stuff that they're actually looking forward to getting. So the sun setting is kind of, and, and I want to, I want to point out listeners that a bungee is dressed, has addressed this and we'll, we'll talk about it after I point this out, uh, that the sun setting has really affected them. They, they had made a bad choice by making sure that everything, all these things got sunsetted and really should have limited it on what was actually sunsetted versus what they should have kept around. So with that said, Bungie's aware of it. Uh, their forums were lit up with people just pissed. <laughs> and when I say lit up, like this isn't like Twitter. This is like their full forum, their full forum base. <laughs> so they have a tendency to go on their forums and actually listen to their gamers, talk to them, find out what they think. And a lot of people were really pissed off about the loot pool and what was happening with, uh, with, you know, guns being sunsetted, not being able to use old weapons. Uh, the fact that they have a kiosk to grab old weapons that nobody can use anymore, except for in, you know, crucible where the, that would be the only time they would matter. Bungie had this realization of, Oh shit, we actually kind of fucked up and they've addressed that. They're looking at trying to go through some of the old loot, some of the old guns, old uh, armor pieces and seeing what they'll bring. They'll start bringing over and they'll slowly build that up over the season. Uh, not just this season, but seasons, I should say. And see what they'll bring back as we go. Um, with the lack of uh, the other thing is with the lack of one of the new or the new dungeon, and the lack of dungeons providing uh, pinnacle gear, people have also brought up the fact that this is another issue. You guys took away some of the incentives to do dungeons, some of the incentives to do these extra things because, uh, like the nightmare hunts on the moon. Uh, because they no longer they no longer drop the gear that we need in order to bring our characters up to level, and with the lack of options for that, it's now forcing people to go into Crucible, which they didn't want to do. It's now forcing to play people to play the new Gambit, which people didn't a lot of gamers didn't want to do, or even other gamers to go into Strikes, which they didn't want to do. Like again, it's not it took away the options that people had available to them before the new update and after the new update people were kind of noticing hey you've you've removed some of the reasons why i played every week you need to bring these reasons back bungie's listening they're they're hearing things out it's not as fast as some of us would would prefer but they're listening in that case um but a lot of this stuff could have been could have been foreseen i mean listeners we're <laughs> As a, as a podcast, we have a lot of, uh, you know, everybody says, well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, there's a lot of foresight when it comes to destiny and Bungie doesn't seem to employ a lot of that. So uh, I don't know if it's because their developers aren't invested enough in the community to know what will, what will happen with, with, with what they make decisions on, or if they're not listening to testers or, you know, what, it, what is it? But uh, Bungie, you really do need to start not just listening to your your uh, fan base 
after an update. You need to start listening to us before. Start listening to the things that we talk about and say that the things that we expect you to fail on because they're consistent. When we bring these things up and we say that this is going to happen, it's because we expect you to do them. And unfortunately, it's always detrimental. So you got to have you got to start being a little more progressive in how you attack things. At least they're taking in some of the criticism and using it like, oh, yeah, we got to fix this. We got to do that. and We got to make things a little bit better. They could be, you know, like other developers where they're just like, well, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. and I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> You know, afterwards. Now, one thing I do want to bring up is uh, how did you feel about the story for this season or for this uh, DLC Beyond Light? Um, the story, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was good. Um, it, it, it was definitely longer. Super short. It, it was longer than Shadowkeep. <laughs> um, True. So Shadowkeep yeah. involved a lot more grind in order to get the full story. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely, I, I like the story. Um, I'm interested in whether or not, um, well, what's her name? Uh, Aram, was it Aramis? Uh, the, the main bad guy. Anyway. Uh, you yeah, know, I know what you're talking about. Just with her ending up in ice, you know, it, it leaves the, uh, leaves the off chance that, you know, she could come back and, and do something. Um, instead of, you know, her actually being killed off. So. Yeah, creating uh, a strike or something around it, or yeah, uh, you know, another raid, maybe. Yeah, future content with all that. Um, yeah, because they elude the fact that she'll come back as a god, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, the, the story was good. Um, I'm interested to see where the raid goes and, like, the story behind the raid and all the raid bosses and all that stuff um, and how it ties in with the the, the season. And, yeah, um, you know, so, you know... I mean, after we beat her, I couldn't figure out where the what the raid was going to do, like what what it was going to center on, well, or who so, it was going to center on. And I'm not sure, and I, I don't want to don't want to spoil uh, things, you know, from from what uh, I've heard. Um, but yeah. hopefully, uh, we'll know here in a you know couple hours or so, whenever the the first um, raid teams get through. Um, yeah, and. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was one cutscene, and I missed it myself. Where she she tells some of her lieutenants to go and uh, get get some stuff ready in the crypt. Um, uh, you know, so there there was a talk that it was like Tanix was was going to be one of the the raid bosses. And um, mm. watching some of the streams, you can see like there's like a one of the bosses like is like a fallen EXO. Um, okay. So. Yeah, it looks super interesting. Um, I, I didn't get high enough level light to actually try it out, uh, so probably in the next week or two, um, I'll get to it. But uh, def- definitely uh, excited to see see the new raid. Uh, the the mechanics were yeah, it won't be with our group. Our group can't get yeah, you know, we can't get <laughs> in our group to to follow us in in suit and in light level. So yeah. maybe in two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah, it was, I don't know. I overall happy with the story. Um, I, I, you know, I did hope that they were to go more into what they were doing with, with the darkness, right? The darkness came and then the, you know, the fallen are there and they're, 
they're trying to to uh, use the darkness, but like there was no actual interaction with the darkness, which which yeah, it, was kind of kind of weird. Um, that's a good point. That was one of the things. One of my gripes for this for this DLC is the fact that it while it has a cool story, it's one super short. It and when when I got through with it, all I could think was this is this was supposed to originally last us from September to November when the new se- when the actual season started and instead they delayed it and it made me wonder did they delay it because they knew we would be done with it within a week yeah, well, so yeah i, I don't uh, cuz the se- the season wasn't supposed to start until november yeah so it it's a very it's a very weird situation at, at the end of that at the end of that uh playthrough that we had cuz i mean even you steve had this had the the sound of that's it like really? Yeah, you know, and and well, and then we went back and we started messing with um, barracks, and he has quests, and I'm kind of confused because there's, you know, he has a whole bunch of quests there that I can't access yet. Um, and I yeah, they're they're slowly I, unlocking somehow. Yeah, and I've done all of the ones that are available, and I'm just like, okay, am I missing something? Um, right. Like, it's just, it, yeah, a, a little bit weird in that respect. One of the things that I had a gripe was it while it's a cool story, it's severely lacking in story. Like it doesn't explain what happened to certain things after the darkness came. The darkness somehow came, took away these planets. We have no idea what happened on them. But when you go to like things like Nessus, uh, what happened to Leviathan? What happened to the barge? The barge is, is apparently destroyed. Yeah. yeah. What, Who knows? what took place? What, what the hell happened? Like how, how does this stuff not show up? or have any kind of story content around it to explain what took place. And it just me, it to me, it's just one of those things where like, uh, it's just, it's Bungie's usual. Ah, uh, we'll, we'll fill it in later. And it's like, you guys, it feels you guys still haven't figured out. Yeah. You guys still haven't figured out how lazy that feels to the rest of us. Like when you do shit like that and don't have any explanation as to what took place because Nessus is still there. There's no reason why the Leviathan's gone because the Leviathan's gone. We don't have the Leviathan raid though. Okay. Well, how do you explain what happened to the black the, to the black armory? All the locations for the black armory are still there; they still exist. So, why did the black armory have to go away? Was it because you didn't want to give any other reason for why you should keep some of the best weapons in the game? Because it would take away from the current weapons that you're switching to that just frankly aren't that great. Come on, I mean, like th- this is the stuff that makes me. Not necessarily. It doesn't make me ang- like overall angry. It just makes me disappointed. Like it, it's it's one of those things. Like you know, I, I'm kind of disappointed that we've gotten this far with Destiny and the franchise, and Bungie still hasn't figured that out. Like, how long is it going to take, guys? You've been working on this game for how long now? A, a full a full console generation going into a second one uh, for it, and you still don't know that you're. When you do lazy storytelling, not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily even need an absolute cutscene for everything. You just need to have some kind of, even just a small story mission that explains, hey, the barge is gone. We need to go figure out what the fuck happened here. We don't need a cutscene that shows it. We just need a mission that explains, or even through dialogue, what took place. And then you have these weird gaps, like uh, with the dark or with what's going on with stasis. Like, so I did a whole, like one of the whole stasis things, went and met with Zavala and he goes, we need to see, I need to contemplate whether or not you should be using the stasis. And I was like, like, you know, for me, listeners, like I fucking care what Zavala thinks. The guy's a douchebag anyways. 
So I go, I go away and I come back and he goes, you shouldn't use the stasis at all. You shouldn't use the darkness. I'm putting my foot down. That's the Vanguard stance. I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there spinning my freaking stasis, uh, you know, grenade and powers in front of him. Like who the fuck cares what you think? Like you're the, you're the asshole that wouldn't go after Cade's killer. So I, I'm going to listen to you. I, I think that's, <laughs> that was the general consensus, you know, from everybody. Yeah. Was uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's go ahead and take away these powers that we just got. Right. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's it's fucking. It was the dumbest thing I'd seen, and I'm sitting there going, like, really? Like, you guys still don't know how to write this, how to write these characters properly, how to write in these certain things. Like, okay, well, we're not gonna take, we're not gonna use the stasis anymore, like according to Zavala, but we're all gonna continue to use it. So, how does that match up with the story that you, or with the dialogue you just put in there? Well, am I no longer part of the Vanguard? Am I no longer, am I now the outsider? Am I now having to do my own thing? Like that should have been something in in the game that should have turned things around and be like, oh, well, you no longer go to Zavala for strikes. You now have to go to the XO. The XO is where you get your strike information now because you chose to keep the darkness. Like there, if you're going to put something like that in there, Bungie, you need to really think about, do we create consequences for what people do? And if we're not going to do that, then we're just lazy. Well, and and people are speculating on that, you know, but I mean, like, hey, um, do do we want to go to the Drifter for things other than Gambit? (laughs) I mean, right. (laughs) As long as I don't have to visit, visit the Drifter anymore, we're fine. Like, if we can just kill that guy off, I'm okay. Um, But I mean, you know, you still have, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Ikora, she, she doesn't do anything. Yeah, she still has no she, purpose. She, she, I mean, well, especially without the uh, the old quests. Yeah, she has she has no purpose, and your old and, and anything that's that's considered the uh, going back and doing old quests now has a kiosk that's hit, <laughs> cleverly hidden for no reason <laughs> next to the uh, to the uh, postmaster. That that kiosk is ridiculous. Like it's tucked away. Miles had to ask me where the fuck to find it. Yeah, uh, yeah I came I across it on accident. accident. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i came across it on accident so i was like this is fucking stupid like why is this this just tucked away over here you didn't give any explanation bungie you didn't tell anybody where to go to get this and it kind of didn't like in reality doing the new intro it's the old intro so this brings me to use the use of old locations the cosmodrome is the most disappointing thing i think out of all the dlc and that's the fact that like everybody was, everybody was, we were all excited to see what they were going to do with the Cosmodrome. Oh, they're going to bring in the Cosmodrome. There's going to be story that involves us going back there and doing stuff. It's going to be changed. Nope. It's literally the old Cosmodrome. It has the same mechanics as the original destiny. It has the same population mechanics, the same uh, public event mechanics. Everything's the same as the original destiny. And you do one mission there for the main storyline or for the main new storyline. And that's it. It's over. I mean, f- even the even the the new strike is basically just omnigool. Yeah, it is. It's just a different name for the for the witch. I went, mean, are you serious or wizard yeah. or whatever well, the fuck it, you want to call yeah. them? In, in uh, diff- an updated arena with more mechanics, but yeah, it is exactly yeah. same. Yeah, I I just sat there going like, you guys got to be kidding me! Like, this this is how fucking lazy we see you, Bungie. Do you realize that? Like, that's why we see you as lazy is because you just reuse old shit. 
like this and you don't do anything to fix it or or not really fix it, but to to dress it up and make it kind of go along with our new stuff. Those are the things that, that drive us nuts of like when we we go, all right, you guys are going to bring back this old location and we're going to be like, all right, sweet. This old location is going to be badass. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be really cool. We're going to do some really neat things in there. There's going to be a story that interweaves with why we have to come back to the Cosmodrome. Uh, maybe explain why the Cosmodrome was closed off to us in the first place. Like when we came back, right? Nope, nothing, nothing. So I'm expecting the exact same laziness when they bring back the old raids, the, when I, I'm expecting the exact same laziness when they bring back Venus, I'm expecting everything else to be just as lazy as bringing back the Cosmodrome because I played the new intro. The new intro is basically the original intro from destiny one. And it, it, it seriously, it makes me question how was this supposed to last us from September to November? How, how, how did you have enough content to ever last us from September to November? Could you imagine having to deal with that from then from September to November of trying to get, trying to squeeze content out of this thing? Yeah. I mean, unless they sit there and roll stuff out every, you know, couple weeks but even that's yeah which is why i think varix is taking so goddamn long (laughs) in general i'm just kind of disappointed like it's it's fine but it's not worth the money in my opinion like i I wish i have to agree waited just i not necessarily waited because it never fucking goes on sale but wish i had found a deal it does it just takes a long time (laughs) like it takes several seasons before it does (laughs) That PC um, was on sale, uh, actually, uh, yeah. with the week that it dropped for some reason. So I was able to get it cheap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I would hope so. You have to own two copies in order to play it on both systems. <laughs> like I have, to, I have to say, when it comes down to a, not to make this you know podcast super long, so to probably cut our cut our your discussion off short, and we'll we'll end it with Steve's thoughts. But personally, I think that given the cost of the DLC. And if it weren't if it weren't for the fact that the that the first D, the DLC drop of uh, Beyond Light didn't if it didn't already come with the season pass for the first season that's happening right now, uh, it would not be worth the money yeah. that that they're asking for initially, which I think is forty dollars. Um, the higher price tag, which I believe is set was seventy, uh, which is what we paid, which was for the full season pass, which means. Uh, every season that's coming out until the next DLC listeners. Uh, that is, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can support dropping all of that money at once for the rest of them, because I don't know what they're going to do from here uh, seasons wise. And so far the season the hunt is just, it's okay. It's not, it's not super interesting. It's different, but I can see it getting old very quickly. Yeah. And it it definitely has its grindiness built into it with how the uh, uh, what's it called the the boon or the 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 thing that you, the the lore that's what it is yeah the the lore and how that how you charge that up like there's there's grindiness to that there's grindiness to how you upgrade it there's grindiness to how you get you know how you get the currency to increase your reputation with uh, uh, crow it's all kind of up in the air right now. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say it's worth the full the full money that we paid for, especially when I got into the fucking game and the uh, 
no time to explain wasn't immediately given to me as a since it was a pre-order fucking thing. Yeah. Nope, it, it's not really a pre-order thing. You you're given it after you finish the campaign. So that was a wash. That was a that was a bullshit cop out. That was a a marketing tactic from Bungie to get us to buy the game because oh you get the no time to explain. Oh dude, sold. The moment I saw that I was sold. No time to explain. Yeah, let's do this. I I freaking love that gun. I still love it. But the fact that I had to complete the entire campaign, which made me go, I want to use it through the campaign. Why, why can't you just give me the gun that I had from Destiny 1, first of all? And two, why, why do I have to finish a campaign to use it when I'm done? You know, what, what if I were one of those players that just comes in, plays the story, and leaves? Well, thanks for the weapon that I'll use next DLC. It's just, it's all questionable to me. Uh, when they do stuff like that. And I didn't appreciate the, the, the runaround of, Oh, you get this after you're done. Great. Thanks. Uh, I'll be able to use it for a while, uh, until I get the next, uh, you know, or at the time, the next, uh, exotic. So great. Um, I, I get the catalyst. So I, maybe the no time to explain is what they're considering the third exotic. So I already got all three exotics for the uh, DLC for the season. <laughs> no, th- so th- no, there's, there's several. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm being, I'm, I'm just, you know, being, you know, a dick about it, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm being an ass about it, but it's, it, it was one of those things where like, I, I don't expect a whole lot at that point when that, when that kind of disappointment started me out. I, it immediately was a down was it was a bummer for me of not getting that gun when I got into the game. Uh, it was the reason why I pre-ordered it, and it was uh, such a bummer to hear. Oh no, you get like to have a banner come up. Oh no, you get this at the end of the campaign, and I like the first words out of my mouth. I went, "Fuck you, Bungie." I can't say I'd recommend it either way, uh, listeners. It's I'm having fun with a lot of stuff of it. I think that there is a lot that needs to be done, and they ha- and Bungie has a long way to go again. Uh, from where they start from from where they've started with this and i we will see where they where they end up but right now it's looking more and more likely that after this season is over i will probably take another break from destiny for probably a year or two unless steve comes back and says oh it's amazing it's probably not going to happen but that's where i'm at it, it was just kind of a, a a letdown uh not worth the full cost of a ticket <laughs> so steve what are your thoughts on this uh the dlc in the season and and i i can absolutely see where you're coming from you know as someone that yeah. doesn't play the end game content like the raids uh very often um yeah it's not that i wouldn't no. i just can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and yeah I, and i thought about it a lot you know as is i if i can see and the hard part is I can find a group on PC really easily that could like take, yeah. you know, like one of you guys through at a time, maybe both of you. Um, it, it just on console is so much harder to find a, a, a good group, um, especially with my clan, like you know, probably 90% of the people in the clan don't play. I mean, we still get all the upgrades for some, some, somehow, uh, but, uh, it, you know, it's just, they're know. never on all at the same time. They never, yeah. their schedules never work out with exactly. one another. It's always kind of inconsistent. 
very much like our clan. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it, the geek out heroes clan. We do not have enough people playing all the time. Yeah. Um, Essentially but, two people playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who, who are those two? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, but, but, you know, so for me, um, for for the base price, it, it, it was worth it. You know, I've been waiting to see where the story is right. going. I, I feel like they're they're actually starting to make progress on the story. Um, I, I'm curious that already the seasons are much better laid out story wise than the previous ones. Um, having played through all of them as they've come out, um, you know the you know actually having a cutscene that sets up, hey, what what is going on within you know the season? Why are we doing this? Who are the main players? What's going? Yeah, you know, it just it 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 seems well put together, and like they actually have a you know a, an idea of where they want to go. Um, whereas, you know, the last year, you know, like, okay, we're going to have the season of the Drifter. We're going to have the season of this, of Opulence. We're going to have a season of uh, whatever it was. But, you know, it's just like they're all, like, very, very segmented uh, and, yeah. and, and not continuous in, like, hey, this is progressing the story. It's like, hey, the Drifter was a side story. You know, the, the stuff with uh, the menagerie was a side story. Didn't push forward the narrative of what everybody wants to see. And yeah. uh, it seems like they're doing a much better job of that. Um, was, you know, the the campaign was short. Um, it was more than Shadow Keep. It seemed to be, again, you know, a lot better done. Um, you know, more cutscenes, more explanation, a lot of narrative in the actual gameplay rather than, uh, you know, standing in front of Zavala as he gives me the story or standing in front of, you know, whatever vendor as they're giving me the story. Okay, you're, you're, they actually did a cutscene where you're, you know, you're talking to the spider, cutscene where you're talking with, the stranger um, and uh, interweaving that in. Um, yeah. So as far as the game goes, it's, I like where it's heading. Um, I, I like what they've done. Uh, you know, the things you brought up about sunsetting, they're, they're actively fixing it. I believe the, the next patch on the 24th is actually going to fix that by bringing in some of the stuff from uh, the last seasons. Um, yeah. season 10 and 11. Um, so, you know, take, taking all that feedback, if you're into destiny, um, I, I would say that it, it's worth a look, um, just to see, Hey, do you like, like the changes, uh, with, with everything going on and, and making that decision on the, the rest of the seasons. Um, yeah. as right now, without having played the raid, I can't say whether, I'm not that I would recommend it. You know, I'm leaning towards it from what I've seen, but um, you know, again, it, that's that's uh, going to be a personal preference. If you're one of yeah. one of the the eighty or ninety percent that don't play raids, maybe waiting would would be a good um, a good a good option for you guys. But 
you know, it, yeah, overall, I like it. Um, just I want to get back to it. I mean, I, I feel like there's still a lot, you know, a lot of it. I still feel like there's you still a lot feel like there's stuff do. missing. Well, no, I, I feel, I feel like there's still a lot for me to do. Um, and okay. even though it's, you know, a little grindy, it doesn't feel like a grind, right? Like, Hey, I, I, the, the, when I'm doing the same things over and over again, it feels like I'm a grind. Correct. And I, I don't feel like I'm doing the same things over and over again yet. How many times right? have you had to do the skiff? <laughs> Honestly, I've only had to do it like twice. So that you know, so really? when, okay. when so when you guys have said that hey you know it, it has glitched, I haven't experienced it because I've only done it twice. I did do it three times yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was I, very pissed. <laughs> um, and both times that I did it, it, it worked fine, and I soloed it and just moved mm-hmm. through. Um, you know, so it, it yeah. just uh, you know just a different experience now um, with all of the drops and all the powerful drops. Um, that I've been getting, it doesn't feel like I've been moving up slow um, from the the twelve hundred cap. I mean, I'm already at twelve twenty, and I haven't played nearly as much as I want to. Um, <laughs> you know, and I've right. only done it on one character, which you know shows that I just haven't had the time uh, to put into yeah. it like I like I would want to. But uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe as I, I start uh, going through the other characters, maybe. It, you know, I'll, I'll revisit and think, Oh, think differently. But, um, as of right now, just, um, it feels good. You know, again, I, I do agree with you on your point that if this had come out earlier and we were doing all this for months as we waited for the next season, yeah, probably would have had a problem with it. Uh, yeah, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if that delay was really was it really for the next generation consoles? Was it really because of COVID, or was yeah. it because the team at, at Bungie realized we don't have enough for people to stay occupied until the season drops? I, I, we I, need to make sure that we move this over. Which which is fine. Yeah, I, it, I'm, it I'm glad that they made that both. move based off of where we're at. But it, it probably was a little bit of both because you know I have to remember like the last the last major uh, well. I wouldn't say, sh- yeah. Well, even with Shadowkeep, you know, there were other studios working on the game as well. Yeah. You know, now that they're all on their own and have a very, you know, have a much smaller team uh, working yeah. on it, um, yeah, I, I, I could see it. Uh, you know, being you know a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B as far as you know why it was delayed. So. Yeah. So listeners, the question you need to ask yourself is, are you a game? Are you, are are you your sensibilities more like, are you a gamer? Uh, I was going to say, are you a gamer more like, uh, and, and akin to the sensibilities of miles and myself, or are you like Steve? So that'll, that kind of helps you make a decision as to whether or not you'd actually want to buy this. Um, moving on to our reviews really quick, hopefully, uh, Miles, you actually have been playing. Uh, or you've been playing. You've played Watch Dogs. You've finished that, and you've yep. been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yep. So tell us about those. Uh, so <laughs> it's Ubisoft. Sorry, I didn't say that. Nothing. Out loud. How? How did, <laughs> yeah. you, how did you get through all of that uh, and play uh, uh, Destiny? I, I it amazes I, me. I have. 
I have I have nothing else to do with my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, you Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla are Ubisoft games, and that should be enough to tell you that they're like because they're Ubisoft <laughs> games. Um, very glitchy, but you know they can still be a lot of fun if you're if you're sitting there and just focusing on the gameplay. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion was. Probably the best out of the series. Um, it's definitely that actually got, surprised me. Yeah, it's definitely got its own <laughs> issues and everything. It's pretty interesting. the The story is totally uh, predictable. Um, I played with permadeath on. I didn't lose anybody surprisingly, because uh, there are a few instances that you can get yourself into where you just wind up getting screwed over. Yeah. Um, the it has you know new game plus and stuff like that to it but i i don't see why you would ever go back into it unless you're just trying to absolutely 100 percent it and i don't have that kind of patience for that game <laughs> so that's fair but you know i got both games at a much more reduced price in all reality so you know the 40 bucks that i essentially paid for um uh, each per title uh is pretty reasonable. Uh, I wouldn't recommend getting them at full cost. Assassin's Creed Valhalla does not deserve the reviews that it's been getting when it's saying, oh, 9.9 out of 10 or, you know, 4.5 out of 5. Sorry. This this literally might be the buggiest game from Ubisoft I've ever played. Um, Dude, I've read some of those reviews and some of them have even gone like, oh, man, this is the best. This is the best uh, Assassin's Creed in the series. Yeah. Best best one in the franchise. And then immediately after that, really buggy. I'm like, (laughs) so wait. (laughs) Like, like, I I had one review, like one review talked about how it was like the most fun they've had in the Assassin's Creed games since uh, Brotherhood. And. It, it's it's it was like listing the pros and cons, and then the con was the buggiest Assassin's Creed ever made. Yeah, and I went, wait, <laughs> I was like, you're telling me it was buggier than Unity, which made Unity a the worst in the franchise. Oh yeah, Unity was fucking. Well, I mean, Unity was terrible for a lot of reasons, but oh yeah, it's for a lot of reasons. Was but that was way the that was one of its there. biggest ones, um, but. Unity was it just made pretty, me laugh. Like, how do you, how do you giving it nine nine out of ten or ten out of ten or even eight out of ten at that point? Yeah, yeah. Unity quali- was pretty, quality does have to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks great uh, in a lot of uh, instances, um, especially stepping up to the the newer generation. There's a light and day uh, night and day difference between the two. Um, yeah, I won't. After playing it on the Series X, I won't play it on the Xbox One X unless I, you know, wind up frying the Series X because I, I just I'm not console elite bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a PC player. You remember when I used to say stuff like that? And you guys were like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, you don't understand, man. Playing it on this. <laughs> you don't you don't understand man when you play it on something that's that much better you're just like i won't go back yeah um you know gameplay wise not tremendously different other than you know the the better frame rate um you know helps that along a little bit mm-hmm. yeah 60 frames per second makes a big difference. oh yeah yeah i was like hey, this looks fantastic shana was actually the first one to play it on the, the series x i was like man 
Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, I guess uh guess I'm not going back to the one X for this. But um right. it is fun. The abilities are cool. Uh the female voice actor for Avor is in my mind fucking terrible. Uh mm. it's it's like listening to somebody I, I that's told battling that throat cancer. Just the cutscenes. Uh voice a female protagonist and it's just it's not good. Um, it's better than what we saw in the trailers, but not significantly. We're Vikings, baby. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, Whoa. <laughs> the male voice actor <laughs> nails it. He, he, he's great to listen to. The The lines are, are really well done uh, in the in the game itself. Every once in a while, you come across some cringe writing. They're like, all right, nobody talks like this. Especially, I don't think people talk like this <laughs> even a, back then. I think that's in every Ubisoft <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, like I said, it's Ubisoft. You, 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 you know what you're getting. You know, uh, <laughs> if you can, if you can ignore most of the the glitches and bugs and some of the laziness, and then it's fun. You know. Yeah. But I wouldn't recommend shelling out full price for it. That's fair. You and I have been you and I have been playing uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I finished it. Anderson finished it. Yeah, uh, I'm not there. <laughs> you're not there. I'm obviously no spoilers. Yeah. Listeners, it is a very good game. It's worth. I will tell you right up front. It is worth owning. Uh, Steve, you said you've been playing it, right? No, no. I will play it once I get my damn PS5. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I, I've been I've been playing it on the PS4. I just I decided I'm not going to wait for that. Um, I know I'll probably end up going into New Game Plus eventually, so I might as well just play New Game Plus on my PS5. So I'll wait then. But I finished it. It was it's a good game. They it does have some issues, and it it all has to do with polish. And it's kind of odd since the first game was so absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and when I say polish, it mostly has to do with some of the mechanics and it's the mechanics and boss fights specifically. It, those are the things that, that really do bug the crap out of me. The boss fights there, I've come across areas and they might get fixes, uh, you know, with patches and I hope they do. But, uh, specifically like, uh, one of the boss fights that I had, I was having to deal with the boss while I was having to deal with ads and ads would come in and it was just nonstop ads. And, there was nothing that prevented ads from or the the enemies from hitting me and knocking me out of my uh, con or like certain combat sections with the boss or preventing me from taking down the boss and vice versa. There there weren't these areas where it was fluid. It always felt like I was just having to constantly dodge around and using uh, there was so much focus put in on perfect dodge in this ver or in this game versus the first game that I felt like that was supposed to be the new mechanic and not venom. Does that make, if that makes sense, like the, the venom mechanic, like the venom punch and all that stuff, like that was supposed to, to me, that's if that's the new mechanic, that's supposed to be the new mechanic that is involved whenever you, you know, like whenever you learn a new move or something like that to defeat a boss. Like that's the one that they want you to build up so that when you get to the final boss, you have all your tricks, all of your skills. And that's what you're using to take down the final boss with. And that wasn't the case. By the time I got to the final boss, it was so focused on perfect dodge that I just went, okay, what was the point of the venom? Like, why did I have to, what, like, I realized that, that it's a part of miles character, especially in the comic books, but 
it really wasn't a new mechanic that was exploited to to the uh, depths that it should be. It should have been far more robust, much like Spider-Man's abilities in the first game, like the you know the takedown ability abilities that he has, the certain perk abilities that he had for uh, when you used uh, both. Uh, I think it was the double uh, stick push down like the the one where he'd jump in the air and do the spin around and just web everything up around him like crazy. Those were great. Those don't exist in this game. And it was a little disappointing. Now I get it. Miles is supposed to be inexperienced and doesn't have all those things, but there should have been something that involved uh, the Venom strikes that should have unlocked towards the end that would have been the equalizer, the great equalizer for the game. And instead, the thing that was the great equalizer was really the perfect dodge. So if you didn't have that down or you didn't use the mod that was that gave you a little bit of a more of an open window for the perfect dodge, which I highly recommend using, especially for the final fight, it doesn't you know, it doesn't help you in your progress. You, you're trying to use that all the, like you're trying to get that timing down the entire time. So when you switch over to using uh, using the Venom Strike, sometimes you'd use it and it wouldn't have any effect or it wouldn't work because it wasn't the right moment you were supposed to use it. And you're like, man, there, there's nothing here as to using the, the mechanic that I wish I was using versus the mechanic that's still just from the first game. Because of that, that made certain boss fights pretty frustrating uh, at times, which made it unenjoyable, which kind of brought down the game a little bit for me. But outside of that, the game's great. Uh, it's got a lot of fun, you know, same, same fun, you know, web swinging everywhere in New York. It's fantastic. Uh, the fact that Miles's reactions as he jumps on uh, top of buildings and, and on wires and has that sturdy, un, you know, uncomfortable feeling of like, oh, shit, I, I, I need to get stable, use balance. He seems he comes across as a less experienced Spider-Man when those things happen. Uh, his, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to web swing. However direction I am, if I'm upside down, it doesn't matter. Uh, cavalier attitude as he, as he goes through uh, New York comes across as very, as someone who's, who doesn't have the suave and, uh, experience that Peter Parker does. That's, you know, that was awesome. But yeah. then there's you, you know, the scene where you have Peter Parker in young baby face, P- Peter Parker face now. And it is so noticeable that they look exactly the same age, maybe even Peter Parker's younger, uh, even though they de-aged Miles a little bit. Like they de-aged Miles a little bit from the original release of the of the first Spider-Man game slightly. And you can tell uh, to try and make him look seven, you know, more like 17 year old Miles. But Peter looks like he's seven, 16, 17 years old. And I'm like, man, you guys really did screw up by changing that face. What they what they're not telling us is in this universe, uh, Peter Parker has Benjamin Button's disease. <laughs> <laughs> he ages like Merlin. Uh, yeah, it was it was just it's it's kind of off putting. Um, but Peter's not really in it for the most part. And the times that he is, uh, there's only one point where he's actually got his mask off. The rest of him, he's just looking like Spider Man. So yeah, wasn't too annoying, jo- but, you know yeah. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too daunting uh, overall. It was, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, the interactions between Peter and uh, Miles is great. E- even the ones over communication are really funny. Oh yeah, um, uh, dialogue's great so far. Yeah. Dialogue's awesome. Miles's joke about the or you know jokes around about the fact that he is terrible at quips and how he got an F in quipping from uh, from Peter. 
because uh, he needs to work on him. He, he goes through certain mo- moments where he's trying to get better at it and they're just awful. Uh, but it's funny. So uh, overall, it's a, it's it's well written. It's got a lot of a lot of fun to it. There's a lot of good gameplay aspects to it. Uh, New York, it's still New York. Uh, you know, I, I guess my only complaint is they didn't make it bigger. They use the same map. It's complete bullshit. It's complete so bullshit. Lazy. Basically a reset. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like you know, if when they use the same map, like if they didn't use the same map, like what what would what would what would they do? <laughs> what, what would they make? Like would they would they add a jersey to it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it it's just funny, but it it's a more uh, lively New York than yeah. and more detailed New York than what we got we got in the division. So, although uh, even you know, uh, civilians again. that you help out drive like fucking madmen, it's like madmen, uh, God, dude, what driving like crazy? Uh, it's just nuts. Um, I had the a couple of, are kind you know, of a couple annoying. glitches here and there. Challenges are very annoying. <laughs> I knocked those out right away and I'm pretty sure the stealth ones were supposed to be done when I had uh, invisibility unlocked, but I did not do that. Right. <laughs> I went ahead for, I went ahead and got them because I want to unlock all the others, all the, all of his abilities at the bottom before I continued. So as soon as that became available, I just gunned for all those. I am, I am uh, pretty annoyed though that the, uh, the, the final tier of the enhancement for your gadgets is locked exclusively to new game plus that's really annoying that's garbage i was i was really kind of pissed off about that uh i mean i get it new new game plus is immediately available to us we appreciate that but i don't appreciate the fact that you blocked off things that are only available in new game plus that's weird that's it's almost like one of those things of like oh if you want if you want to get this you, you well it is you if you want to get this you have to play the game again yeah. Well, what if I didn't want to play the game again? Uh, then I don't get to experience that benefit at all. I still say it's a buy. It's yeah. it's worth it. Um, it's not as good as the first game, but it's still it's still very much worth the buy. There's some improvements that they need to make, in my opinion. Some some things like uh, making enemies more RPG ish. So you have enemies that go from because since Miles Miles is Spider Man, he can lift a fucking car. <laughs> so. Uh, why why is a guy you know jesse brought this up why is a guy in a hoodie taking so much punishment from spider-man i mean it takes more to beat up enemies in this game than it did in the first game yeah so why why is he not able to knock out a guy in one fucking punch uh when he has no body armor and he's not a super soldier or anything like that not a uh a more advanced enemy little things like that like they they need to take more insomniac needs to take more of an rpg approach to things of you start out at the beginning. If you're kind of like a God at the beginning, then enemies aren't going to give you a whole lot of uh, grief at, at first, but as you go along and as you level up, your enemies are going to get tougher and tougher because they're going to add things that counter what you can do. Yeah. It needs a little bit more balance. So it needs to just have, yeah, it just need to have that balance rather than every enemy's just as difficult as they would be from the beginning at, to the end. And the only thing that happens is miles becomes 20% more powerful with melee and they get slightly easier to beat at the end. That's it. I was like, ah, you guys need, you guys need to really focus in on some of that aspects of he's a superhero. <laughs> and as a superhero, he should be able to kick ass as a superhero. And it shouldn't take, it shouldn't take miles Morales 
longer to beat up an enemy than it takes Batman from Arkham Asylum. Like, right. that's weird. <laughs> when I'm wailing on a guy up against the wall for a straight three seconds, just bam, 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 nonstop. And finally they go down. I'm like, oh, God, like if that were real life, I would be exhausted. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take on the rest of the guys. I'd just be like, fuck it, I'm out. I don't want to do this superhero thing anymore. It takes too long to beat people. I don't want to be here. So that aside, it, yeah, it's it's worth the money. It's it's a good buy. Uh, what do you think, Miles? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I touched know, on everything. or it, Like I said, it's not as fantastic of a game, but it's still totally worth the, the purchase price. Yeah. So, you know, it's an excuse to play more Spider-Man. So, <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who were uh, who felt like the uh, Black Lives Matter moment was cringy, I get it. Yeah, I understand. I understand it was it, it felt cringy a little bit on how it was dealt with. The suit was badass though. The Uptown Pride uh, suit that was cool. The, Most of the, the suits I've seen in black. there are, are pretty cool in their own right. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Played a, a little bit of uh, Sackboy, uh, the new one, uh, Big Adventure, yeah. I think. And uh, the bug snack since it came with PS5, essentially, and mm-hmm. the uh, Astro Playroom. Uh, all fun, little, simple games. Uh, Sackboy Sac is very much just more little big planet. Um, it's very enjoyable. I look forward to it eventually having, uh, I think it's supposed to have online co-op eventually. Is it only co-op? No, uh, you can play it solo. So. Oh, okay. I, that's that's one of the things that's prevented me from even looking into it is because every time I see it, it's always shown like two people playing it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to play this if I can't get through it by myself. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's that totally would suck. solo. But... <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the uh, Bug Snacks, it's pretty much what we thought it was going to be, pretty much super, you know, kiddish. Uh, or if you're really It reminds high, me of just another Viva Pinata kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you were lost in the woods on shrooms, this yeah. is what you'd see. Uh, but I mean, it's it's funny. It's entertaining in its own right. Uh, Astro's Playroom is a great uh, showcase for the controller. Um, it vibrates like a motherfucker. I don't know. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haptic feedback and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. The other one that I've heard is that's really a good example of how the controller works is Call of Duty Cold War, which none of us can talk about because none of us own it because the only thing we'd actually want to play on it is the campaign <laughs> and they want $70 for the game. So yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. Ain't going to do it. I, I'm glad to hear that the Astro's, play, Astro's Playroom is fun. Uh, having played through uh, Astrobot on the VR and actually the kids platinumed uh, that, uh, that game and I'm um, Oh yeah, I think you looking, guys will looking, get a blast out of it. Yeah, looking forward to to playing uh, with the, that character again. Nice. So, Miles, you're the only one with the consoles. Are they a buy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Miles. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> so, Vargo Vargo knows my position when this was all coming out. That you know, if I snagged one, I snagged one, and if not, you know, no big deal. Uh, I yeah. was fortunate enough to snag both. Um, there, I was super concerned that they were even going to work, considering the amount of uh, issues we were hearing about. I think uh, those were 
drastically overblown because of the amount of people who are it stuck could at be. home. Very well could be. Um, <laughs> I haven't had any issues. I've been very cautious about it, though. I don't leave anything in rest mode. I've been closing everything out and, and fully powering it down. Uh, oh, yeah, because the uh, reported memory issue with the PS5. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the I leave the, the Series X in the in the always on kind of thing or uh, n- not always on. Uh, instant on or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been any issues. Uh, and you fire it up, you know, the, it's the exact same dashboard. You wouldn't even be able to tell that you have uh, a new system until you actually get into something. Um, PlayStation five, obviously layout is significantly different and it takes quite a bit to get used to, uh, in my opinion, but it's, it's clean. It's, it's pretty. Um, right. I I haven't noticed a massive difference in uh, gameplay quality because really it's mostly been Destiny and Spider Man, and I didn't play yeah. Spider Man on PS4, uh, the new one. Uh, I have Ghost of Tsushima on here, but I haven't really launched it up either yet. So, uh, um, so graphically, I can't really attest to the PS5 as of yet. But definitely a big upgrade between the uh, Xbox One X and the uh, Series X. Yeah, I've heard the biggest the biggest thing you'll notice between every game is really just frame rate. Yeah. For the uh, for the older stuff, it's just increased in frame rate. And while I have both uh, both console both consoles are inside my entertainment stand, but it has significantly better uh, ventilation than my previous setup. Um, even after running both systems the first day, mostly for updates and everything else, uh, both of them didn't really produce all that much heat. Like I stuck my hand in afterwards uh, and, you know, it wasn't really any warmer than room temp. So, um, I think if you have dec- even decent ventilation, you're not going to have much of an issue with any kind of heat. I have one review. I was able to get my hands on a console as well. Uh, yeah. Yesterday I picked up the uh, the Nintendo Game and Watch Super Mario Brothers. Was able to actually find one in stock at uh, Target. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I picked it's not the it. little tiny one. Yeah, yeah. The the little it's modeled after the old Game and Watch series um, from back <laughs> in the day. Uh, yeah. it plays, uh, Super Mario Brothers one and two on it, um, and, uh, sets up as a nice little, uh, clock on my desk at home. Um, but, uh, it, it's pretty awesome, uh, for, for 50 bucks. Um, you know, I know we've bought Mario Brothers, you know, countless times already, um, yep. but, the the, the screen is uh, the right size, um very colorful very bright um the sound output is pretty amazing um for, for again given its size the buttons feel good uh, d-pad it, it it really feels like playing it on an an old nes yeah, even though the the buttons are uh what the convex instead of concave um so um yeah nintendo no, ne- elitist <laughs> yeah, well, it's just a little. Well, I mean, you know, it does feel different, right? Um, but uh, yeah. uh, a neat little, neat little, uh, you know, 
thing for the 35th anniversary of Mario. Um, I'm hoping against hope that they'll do something similar for uh, Legend of Zelda. Maybe put like the first two games <laughs> on it uh, for next year. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a neat little uh, thing. You know, maybe get it as like a stocking stuffer or something. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it was it, definitely a, a cool little. Hey, I can pick the you know stick this in my back pocket and play Mario Brothers, you know, whatever. So nice. Yeah. All right. See, I don't just play Destiny. <laughs> when I don't have time for Destiny or I can't play Destiny, yeah, I play right, Mario Brothers. Right, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a gamer. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right, listeners, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo, Miles, and Steve. Keep on kicking on. And we're out. When it went down, it was so hard to breathe. I gave up everything in a slow fall down to the floor. Life was escaping me. I couldn't find myself till it was all lost. Not anymore. I'm holding on to all the pieces of my heart's debris. It's